0: You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And we get to spend Christmas at Hogwarts this episode. Harry also receives a special gift with a mysterious note. He also takes a midnight stroll around the castle and stumbles upon an enchanting mirror. Later, we have help from Neville. Harry finally figures out why Nicholas Flamel sounds so familiar to him. We're discussing chapters 12 and 13 of Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Yay! Yay. I'm excited Yay. to get into it.
0: So, how are we doing? Tonight? Good. I don't work tomorrow. Oh, oh you're really? off tomorrow?
2: Man. Yes. Oh, that's
0: you I have to wine today. now.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. have
0: had it. You can have wine now.
1: Um, I just don't have wine. Yeah, I don't have any either. Which is wow. sad because when I realized we were doing another feast, I'm like, okay, we should have probably oh, prepared. Yeah, it's Christmas feast. It's Christmas feast today. What am I, I doing? I have chocolate covered pretzels that I've already taken away from me. Myself, (laughs) because I've already had like six of them before we started recording.
0: Feast or not, I think we've come to having snacks. So tonight I have Thin Mints from our Girl Scouts in the neighborhood.
1: Oh, I was just talking to Laura saying I'm jealous because we have not gotten any Girl Scouts here. We're going to have to order online probably.
0: (laughs) That or, oh, they probably don't hang around. Stores, Publix, yeah, Since no, COVID. that's that's where
1: I've been scoping
0: them out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not. I here. didn't even think about that.
2: There's, I know there's a troop that a lot of people are were just trying to share that helps people, girls that are in like underprivileged areas. Oh, Okay, is it? Is I it? wish I had the information. Yeah, it's just kind of like <laughs> like people like told me about it, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That might be and something then I to look like into. Didn't do anything about it, but you can order it online and they'll ship it to you. And then your money can go directly to like you know people who kind of need it a little bit more.
1: Oh wow, that's, that's cool. cool! And it's Girl Scout cookies?
2: Yeah, it's Girl Scout. It's it's a Girl Scout troop. It's just like it's in a specific area that in other circumstances wouldn't gotcha. be as successful.
1: Mm. Well, that's cool. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yes. I don't have a snack. Well, yeah, mine are Trader Joe's, uh, if anyone has had those. They're very good. I'll show you guys. Chocolate. Milk chocolate covered. So I'm a milk chocolate girl. I know people love dark chocolate. I know Joni loves her Milano Mm, dark chocolate cookies. Um, I can have dark chocolate, but if I had to choose, I choose milk chocolate all the time. Dark chocolate all the way. I like both, but I try and choose dark chocolate. I know dark chocolate is technically better for you. But when you're eating chocolate, do you really think about the health? Yeah. <laughs> see, milk chocolate's too sugary for me. I can see that. Yeah. Dark chocolate has like that chocolate, but also not
2: the sugar. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like but they dark do have chocolate.
1: these do you guys have Trader Joe's in Utah? It's in Salt Lake City, so I have to drive like an hour. Oh. Well they do have milk choc or dark chocolate options. So
0: Yum. if you ever
1: go in, they're very good. We do have Kit Kats and Reese's, though, from Mm. Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean?
1: (laughs) Oh, like in your home. (laughs) I'm like, Utah has Kit Kats and Reese's. I hope so.
0: (laughs) Don't
2: worry. Utah has plenty of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay, so let's get
0: into it. So last we left off with the trio, even Hermione convinced that suspicious Snape is trying to indeed or indeed trying to get past Fluffy this chapter christmas was coming the castle grounds were covered in white snow and the lake was frozen solid fred and george got in trouble for bewitching snowballs to follow and hit Quirrell in the back of his turban so pretty much they're throwing snowballs at Voldemort's face (laughs) oh my gosh that's right (laughs) (sighs) that's funny So while the Gryffindor common room and the great hall had roaring fires, the corridors and worst of all, the dungeons for potions class were so cold that students could see their breath. And I would hate this. I would hate the dungeons and the corridors. I don't know why the corridors aren't warm enough. I don't know. Um, And I said the freaking meat aisle in the grocery stores are too cold for me. Oh, like, yeah. David gets so annoyed when I start, like, shivering. He's like, well, why don't you just bring a sweater with you to the grocery store? And I always forget. I know. I always get cold in those aisles, too. Okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, I would need a parka for Hogwarts. Mm. While most students had plans to go home for the holidays, Harry did not. Draco, if you can believe it, was tormenting Harry. He was still pretty salty after the Slytherin loss and Harry's impressive wide-mouth catch. Draco said, I do feel sorry for all those people who have to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas because they're not wanted at home. Harry did not feel sorry for himself, though. He thought it would probably be the best Christmas yet. Ron and his brothers were also staying at Hogwarts because his parents were going to Romania to visit Charlie. Who's the second eldest Weasley brother? After potions class, Harry and Ron run into Hagrid, who was moving a large fir tree into the Great Hall. The boys encountered um, rude Malfoy again, and Snape unfairly takes five points from Gryffindor for "quote unquote" fighting. Because so I think Ron like dived at him because he talked down about Ron's family um, being poor. Oh yeah. Hagrid told Harry and Ron to cheer up and to take a look at the great hall. The hall looked, and this is from the book, the hall looked spectacular. Festoons of holly and mistletoe hung all around the walls, and no less than 12 towering Christmas trees stood around the room, some sparkling with tiny icicles, some glittering with hundreds hundreds of candles. When Hagrid asked them how many days till their holidays, Hermione answered, just one, and that reminds me, Harry, Ron, we should be in the library. Haggard asked why they needed to go to the library at the end of term, and Harry replied, Oh, we're not working. Ever since you mentioned Nicholas Flamel, we've been trying to find out who he is. Then Harry says, Unless you'd like to tell us. So subtle. <laughs> yeah. They had already searched through hundreds of books and couldn't find him. And Harry even says, I know I've read his name somewhere. Hagrid wasn't budging and told them to just drop it. So the trio left Hagrid disgruntled and headed to the library anyways. They were searching everywhere for any mention of Nicholas Flamel. They needed to know what it was that Snape was trying to steal. The library had tens of thousands of books, thousands of shelves, and hundreds of narrow rows. And I was like, whoa. I love libraries and bookstores. And this is one that I really want to visit. Wow. Also, I don't think the, bo- the movies, I don't know, in capture just how large the library is. It just always looks kind of cramped and small. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But in the scenes that they – the few scenes that they have of the library in the movies, it doesn't look as big as this is describing. Yeah. So my girl Hermione has her list. I love my list. She has a list of subjects and titles to search from. Okay, now I'm find. beginning to
1: see why you love
0: Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love my list. I have I make lists all the time and sometimes I don't even realize that I'm doing it.
1: Yes. Laura yeah. loves her list.
0: Yes. So Hermione had her list of subjects and titles to search from to help try and find Nicholas Femel. Harry decided to wander toward the restricted section. These books you needed a note from a teacher, but he didn't think he could get one. The restricted section contained books of powerful, dark magic never taught at Hogwarts, but older students who studied advanced defense against the dark arts could use it. Madame Pince, the librarian, librarian, ended up shooing him away from the section. The trio already agreed that they wouldn't ask Madame Pence about Flamel because they didn't want Snape to find out what they were doing. They thought that maybe she would tell Filch or tell Snape that these kids are like trying to figure it out. What they needed was a nice long search without Madame Pence down their backs. Hermione wants Harry and Ron to keep looking over holiday break because she's, she's going home for the holidays. Um, Ron suggests it's safe to ask Hermione's parents to know a- and ask them if they know who Flamel is. Very safe, Hermione said. As they're both (laughs) dentists. So they probably don't know anything, Ronald. (laughs) The holidays start, and the boys don't really want to spend their time looking for Flamel. They have the dormitory to themselves, so they get the good armchairs by the fire. Ron started teaching Harry wizard's chess, which is played the same except for the pieces were alive. Ron's set once belonged to his grandfather, which was cool because the pieces knew him so well and they trusted all of Ron's decisions. As Harry went to bed on Christmas Eve, he wasn't expecting much presents, but still was looking forward to the food and the festivities. When he woke, he was so surprised to see a pile of packages at the foot of his bed. I've got presents, Harry said, and Ron replied with, What'd you expect,
1: turnips? And that reminded
0: me of Animal Crossing. And turnips are great, Ron.
1: Animal Crossing. If you guys know Animal Crossing, you know turnips are a good thing. <laughs> At least the ones that aren't yeah. run. Oh, yeah. You don't want to spoil I've experienced it. spoiled turnips before and yeah, lost a million, million bells. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Turnips make me so anxious. I've only done it a few times. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, like, <laughs> time, it with time travel with like...
1: turnips, things like that. Uh, did you guys ever time travel in Animal Crossing?
2: No. I haven't
1: you guys have never time okay
2: uh my island is really sad right now <laughs> i
0: don't know what to do with it wait are you done like did kk come to your island oh yeah yeah okay so you're yeah being- i got i went to i got to the
2: credits and stuff oh okay, okay. So yeah i i just have to you know like build my island but i'm too intimidated and i don't know what to do and then it's been stuck
1: like that since like halloween pinterest <laughs> has a lot of really good inspo if you ever check that out
0: yeah, yeah i would like to build like a hogwarts or harry potter thing i haven't decided that since i was really already cool. going with like the stone and yeah that would be really cool mine should be
2: avatar the last airbender yeah, you because should do that. I already have the music, and I have the name of my island is inspired, is Ember Island, which is the oh, yeah, yeah, island yeah. there. Yeah, mm. you should just do that.
1: Yeah, that would probably be your best bet. We'll get there. I'm cool. playing Pokemon right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So these are the gifts that Harry got for Christmas. Harry got a hand-cut wooden flute from Hagrid, a 50-pence piece from the jerseys. Ron was so intrigued by the muggle money that Harry just let him keep it. He got an emerald green hand-knitted Weasley sweater from Mrs. Weasley and homemade fudge. Yeah, Sounds delicious. I love fudge. I know. I really love fudge, too. And I bet Mrs. Weasley makes the best fudge. Do
1: they have, like, Weasley fudge at the Wizarding World? I'm sure they sell fudge.
0: I don't
2: know.
1: I don't know of a place that does.
2: I'm sure it's... like. Maybe,
1: maybe. I was just wondering if If you guys had it there or something.
0: (laughs) Okay, found my place. (laughs) Ron is unhappy with his sweater. It's maroon, always maroon. Hermione got him a box of chocolate frogs, and the last gift was very light. Something fluidy and silvery gray slithered to the floor when he opened the package. Ron instantly recognized it as an invisibility cloak, And he added that they are really rare and really valuable. Harry tried it on and yep, his whole body except his head was invisible. The note that accompanied it said, Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time that it is returned to you. Use it well. A very Merry Christmas to you. Harry felt strange. This was the first item he's ever inherited from his parents and also, it's a mystery, as who it was that gave him the cloak. Fred and George break up this his thoughts about this mystery gift as they gather Harry, Ron, and even Percy to spend Christmas together. And Christmas dinner, dinner was spectacular. So much food and stacks of wizard crackers. Then the Christmas puddings. Everyone at dinner is so jolly and happy at the staff table, Harry looks up, and he even sees Hagrid's face is flushed from the wine, and he even kisses McGonagall on the cheek. Oh my gosh, which is cute. I'm sure. What? I think she. Well, Hagrid's feeling happy. <laughs> What'd you say, Johnny? What a what?
1: What a trip to so just like witness your teachers get drunk. Oh yeah, that is that's funny. Yeah, that would have been a sight to see, especially Hagrid and McGonagall.
0: Mm-hmm. After eating, Harry and the Weasleys had a snowball fight, played some chess, and hung around the common room. It was the best Christmas day ever. But the thought of the invisibility cloak and who sent it was still nagging Harry as he went to bed that night. Harry thought it over, and then he remembered the note, use it well.
1: Ooh, so ominous. I know. Well, at that point, with all the thoughts he was having over this cloak, Harry suddenly felt wide awake. He could literally, or he thought to himself, he could literally go anywhere in Hogwarts and no one would see him, not Filch, not the cat. Well, I guess we don't know that yet. That's but up for today. Yeah. yeah. He thought about waking up Ron for a split second, but then thought, which I'm kind of glad he did it this way, is that the first time he uses it, since it is something he possessed from his um, from his father, he wanted to use it by himself. So he passed yeah. through the portrait of the fat lady and she asked, who's there? He said nothing.
2: Do you think when this happens, the fat lady suddenly just remembers when James was running
1: around in the invisibility cloak?
0: Yeah. Probably, yeah. The
2: feeling. Like, I gotta know that I feel like the fat lady holds so many secrets.
1: Like, she witnesses a lot. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because does the fat lady, like, talk to the professors or, like, can they gather information from her? Or is she strictly yeah. there to allow? They could, yeah. If they want, like if they all portraits
2: to. are are almost sentient in a way. Like they're connected to the soul that the person was when they were painted. Okay. So like you can talk to them. And mm-hmm. her being kind of the guardian.
1: Okay. Yeah, I,
2: wonder- I don't That's also see. Why-
0: I don't see the fat lady being like a tattletale. Like. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably seen a lot of snogging.
2: <laughs> lots of
0: lots of
1: antics so he wondered where he should go first and then it hit him he could go to the restricted area of the library Mm -hmm. and no one would know he was there he could read all about flamel and that's exactly what he decided to do when he arrived the library was pitch black and very eerie he lit up a lamp to help him see his way i thought this was funny because i just imagined the lamp looking like it's floating in (laughs) midair As yeah. Harry's carrying it down the library.
2: You can't even blame it on ghosts. I know. You can see them. You can see the ghost <laughs> at Hogwarts.
1: He stepped carefully over the rope that separated the restricted area from the others and began using that lamp to read the title of the books. Some had no title at all. He saw one that looked like it was stained horribly in blood. The hairs on the back mm-hmm. of his neck prickled and he felt as though the books were whispering, almost like they knew someone was there that shouldn't be. He sat the lamp down and looked along the bottom shelf. He saw one particular book that caught his attention. It was a large black and silver book. It was really heavy, so he kind of used his knee to rest it on and balance it, and he kind of let it fall open. And then it happened, which I thought I needed Uh to read this. A piercing, blood-curdling shriek split the silence. The book was screaming. Harry snapped it shut. But the shriek went on and on, one high, unbroken, ear-splitting note. (laughs) He stumbled backward and knocked over his lamp, which went out at once. Panicking, he heard footsteps coming down the corridor outside. Stuffing the shrieking book back on the shelf, he ran for it. He passed Filch in the doorway. Filch's pale, wild eyes looked straight through him, and Harry slipped under Filch's outstretched arm and streaked off up the corridor the book shriek still ringing in his ears. So, oh, crap! basically, I know at this at this point, Harry's like, oh, my gosh,
2: this part in the movies, like when I first watched it, when I was, I don't know how old, but like 10, 11, that genuinely scared me.
1: Yeah, it was a scary moment. Yeah. And you're just kind of wondering, like, what is going to happen next? You know? Yeah. You're like, he's getting caught this time. Yeah. So he came to a sudden halt in front of a tall suit of armor. He realized he had no idea where he was, but wherever it was, Filch most definitely knew a shortcut because his voice was getting closer and he could hear him talking to someone saying, you asked me to come directly to you, professor, if anyone was wandering around at night and somebody's been in the library, the restrictions, restricted section. Mm-hmm. It was Snape who we hear reply. So at this point, the reader's like, oh my gosh, Snape is involved. Snape yeah. is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Snape's the main bad guy. Yes. That, that was me. <laughs> you know, Snape, yeah. That they can't be far. We will catch yeah. them, was Snape's thought. Harry stood still as Filch and Snape came around the corner ahead. And I guess the, the, the hall was really narrow. So Harry kind of pushed a- aside and he ended up in this room. And he thought to himself, that was a close call. He noticed the room he had hidden in. It looked like an unused classroom with desks and chairs. But propped up against the wall was something that didn't look like it belonged there. It was a magnificent mirror as high as the ceiling with an ornate gold frame. Standing on two clawed feet. There was an inscription carved around the top. I didn't know if you guys expected me to read this inscription. (laughs) You can try. Okay, I'll try. Arise, straw, aru, oit, ubi, kafru, oit, on, wosi. That's That's literally what I, how I read it in my mind. <laughs> Where was I? On my notes.
0: So what? You think this is like a secret language or an unknown language
1: or? I don't know. Is it like a spell? Is it uh, a language that I will later find out about? I don't know. True. Good thoughts. We'll get So there. It's definitely not English. I know that much. Okay, so Harry moved closer to the mirror, and he stepped in front of it. At this point, he's expecting to see the same thing that he saw when he looked at himself earlier as he was wearing the invisible cloak. Basically nothing. But at that point, he saw something that basically made him almost scream. Uh, He kind of had to stop himself from screaming. He had seen himself and a whole crowd of people standing right behind him. But the room was empty, so how could that be? He turned around and saw it again, at least 10 people behind him. Could this room be filled with other people that were invisible just like him? And then he kind of looked closer. He noticed a woman that was standing right behind his reflection. She was smiling and waving at him. Their reflections were so close that surely he would be able to touch her if he stretched out his hand, but all he felt was air. She only existed in the mirror. She was a very pretty woman. She had dark red hair and her eyes. Her eyes are just like mine, he thought. Edging a little closer to the glass, bright green, exactly the same shape. But then he noticed that she was crying, smiling but crying at the same time. The tall, thin, black-haired man standing next to her put his arm around her. He wore glasses and his hair was very untidy. It stuck up at the back, just as Harry's did. So, Mm. at this point... He kind of figures it out and he's like, oh my gosh, that's my family that's looking at me. For the first
0: time.
1: Yeah, that was like, that was an emotional moment, I'm sure. He's just kind of like, oh my gosh. So as the potters smiled and waved at Harry, he just stared so, the book says he stared so hungrily at them and just, just imagining him looking like, I can't reach you. You're mm-hmm. in this mirror and I've never met you and I'm seeing you for the first time. And he's just like – he has this ache inside of him. It says it's yeah. half joy, half like terrible sadness, which I'm like – the whole time I'm reading this and I'm rereading it when I was writing my notes, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Now that like I understand a little bit more.
0: When I was listening to it on the audio audiobook, Jim Dale gets like – for the first time I think in the – book he gets really like soft-spoken talks it slow and i'm like oh my god
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's an emotional moment it's intense poor kid he didn't know how long he had been there for but he knew he couldn't stay he tore his eyes away from his mother and said i'll be back <laughs> harry told ron all about this the next morning ron was like you could have woken me up <sighs> harry told him well i'm planning on going back tonight and basically they had like an interchange of conversation ron was like i'd love to meet your mom and dad and harry was like yeah i'd love to meet the family of like your family of yours that i haven't met yet ron's like ah you can do that anytime just come over the summer and ron's like well maybe it only shows dead people which i was like geez ron
2: all right dude (laughs) when i read that
1: he was like shame about flamel though and at that moment harry noticed that he had forgotten about Flamel and was like, it just didn't seem important to him anymore. So when they were making their way, Harry and Ron, that night under the invisible invisibility cloak, Harry feared that he may not be able to find the room again because they were moving a lot slower. Han. I just <laughs> combined Harry and Ron's name. <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo is here. Ron was freezing and ready to give up. But Harry insisted, and just then, Harry spotted that suit of armor. They pushed the door open. Harry went straight to the mirror and saw his parents again, smiling at him. At that moment, I'm just like, okay, this guy's, this kid is just so, like, anxious to get there because of that feeling that he had the first time, he just wants it again. He wants to see his family. Yeah. That's how I pictured it. He's just like, get out of here. Just get out of the way. He asked Ron if he could see them, and Ron said, I can only see you. So Ron stood in front of the mirror properly to see if that changed anything. And he told Harry that he could see himself. He looked older. He was head boy. Mm. Harry's like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) So Ron at this point was like, do you think it shows the future? And Harry obviously was like, how could it? My family's dead. So they were kind of going back and forth. Harry pushed Ron out of the way. Ron pushed back. Ron's like, you've had it all night. Give me a bit more time. At this point, Ron's like, I want to see what it shows me, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden, they heard a noise, and they quickly put the cloak back on. It was Mrs. Norris. Did Mm. the cloak work on cats? They don't know. She finally turned and left after a while. The next day, Harry couldn't stop thinking about the mirror. Ron noticed, and he urged him, please don't go back. You've had too many close shaves already. And Harry said, you sound like Hermione. (laughs) So at this point, Ron was like, dude, seriously, if I'm telling you don't go, you shouldn't go. Yeah. Seriously, of all people. I know. That's why I thought it was funny that Harry's like, you sound like Hermione. Mm Because he did. But at this point, I agreed with Ron. Harry didn't listen, of course. And this time, he found the room a lot quicker. There was his mother and his father smiling at him again. Harry sort of sat down in front of the mirror and it's... Seemed like he was prepared to spend some time there. When all of a sudden, he hears, So back again, Harry. <laughs> and none other than Albus Dumbledore was there. Harry must have been so eager to get to the mirror that he walked right past him without noticing. Dumbledore says, Strange how nearsighted being invisible can make you. But Harry noticed that Dumbledore was smiling, so he kind of felt some sort of relief And when he said this. And he basically asks if he knows what the mirror is and says, you, like many others, have discovered the Mirror of Arised. And Harry was like, well, I don't know, know what it was, sir. And he's kind of, they're kind of going back and forth. And he basically asks him, now, can you think of what the Mirror of Arised shows us all? And Harry didn't really follow him. And basically, Dumbledore explains... It shows us nothing more or less than the deepest, most desperate desires of our hearts. You, who have never known your family, see them standing around you. Ronald Weasley, who has always been overshadowed by his brothers, sees himself standing alone, the best of all of them. However, the mirror will give us neither knowledge or truth. Men have wasted away before it, entranced by what they've seen, or been driven mad, not knowing if what it shows is real or even possible. So at that point, Harry figures out that it shows really what your deepest heart desires. And Dumbledore lets Harry know that the mirror will be moved and that he shouldn't go looking for it. If he ever does encounter it again, he will be prepared, which when I reread that part, I was like, <laughs> he will encounter it again. I missed that the first time, which is really <laughs> neat to reread it, honestly. Yeah. He then told Harry to put the cloak back on and go to bed. Harry asked Dumbledore one last question. What do you see when you look in the mirror? He asked. Dumbledore replied, socks. Or I guess he said like wool socks? Yeah. Something like that. And he made a joke that, yeah, I didn't get those for Christmas again this year. I just got books. I thought it was funny that Harry realized that it was a joke once he got to bed. I'm like, dude, you really thought that's what he saw? But he realized that it was probably a really personal question, so... Probably why Dumbledore did not answer it truthfully. Yes, but yes,
0: yeah. Isn't there still theories on what it is that he? What's he?
2: Do we ever find out? No, we never learn more about him
1: for people to have theories. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I would not have a theory just knowing. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that, but at this
0: point, even by the end of the book, you don't know. Very,
1: yeah. This is the first actual
2: interaction that Harry has with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a small interaction, but that's beginning, but that's the end,
1: Yeah. So, this mirror. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah. I have another Quidditch game to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that worked okay. out. Okay. Seriously, like, of all the people in this group, of the three <laughs> of us, Me. At least you guys know sports. I watch video games like sports. That's it. (laughs) Anyway. So Harry listens to Dumbledore, and he did not go back to the mirror. But the memory of it did stick with him. It actually triggered him to have a bit of a reoccurring nightmare of his parents disappearing in a flash of green light. Mm.
0: Trauma. Yes. And (laughs) if we remember, what, chapter two? He always whenever he thought about his parents' crash, it was always a flash of green light too.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Once classes started again, the trio continued to hunt for Nicholas Flamel by skimming library books during their breaks, but Harry had less time than the other two. Harry's Quidditch practices were getting more intense along with Oliver's along with Oliver's attitude toward the team. Uh Oliver becomes a fanatic. And basically stays a fanatic throughout the rest of the series that we know him, I sh- should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Harry being in Gryffindor... Be- what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you're trying to say there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think with- the break that you're taking... <laughs> yeah.
2: With Harry being on the team... Gryffindor actually had a shot at winning the Quidditch cup, and Ooh. they had basically lost the cup to Slytherin for the past seven years. Wow! So like, light at the end of the tunnel, right here. So that's why Oliver was like, "We have he's found like our gung savior. ho, yeah. <laughs> this is his life mission right now, yeah." And honestly, Harry's all for it. Um, Harry got a little taste of victory during that first Quidditch game, but also he's just so tired from all of his practices that his body just is like cannot compute and he <laughs> no longer has those nightmares. Yeah, it's just he's focused just focused on sleeping, just so getting hard. rest. Yeah. Yeah. But one day during practice, they got very bad news. Apparently, Snape would be refereeing their next game which would be against Hufflepuff. Oliver said the team just needed to play a very clean game and just to make sure that Snape wouldn't penalize them over Hufflepuff too much, but Harry believed that Snape had more nefarious reasons behind this odd decision to be referee, and he needed to tell Ron and Hermione immediately. So when he did find them, they were playing chess in the common room, which by the way was the only game that Hermione would lose at. So let's <laughs> Ron was bring actually Hermione better. down a peg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's pop that ego a little bit. And Harry told them immediately. And Hermione basically responded with don't play, pretend to break your leg. And Ron replied, No, really break a leg. Because <laughs> it'll be safer than Snape possibly killing you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But Harry says that he couldn't. There was no replacement for him on the team, and they could not forfeit the game. At this moment, Neville comes in, hopping into the common room. His legs had been bound together. Hermione, thankfully, is able to come to the rescue and separate his legs with a wave of her wand. Let me pull this up. What happened Hermione asked him, leading him to sit with Harry and Ron. "'Malfoy,' said Neville shakily. "'I met him outside of the library. He said he'd been looking for somebody to practice that on.' "'Go to Professor McGonagall!' Hermione urged Neville. "'Report him!' Neville shook his head. "'I don't want more trouble,' he mumbled. "'You've got to stand up to him, Neville,' said Ron. "'He's used to walking all over people, "'but that's no reason to lie down in front of him and make it easier.' There's no need to tell me I'm not brave enough to be in Gryffindor. Mm -mm. Malfoy's already done that. Neville choked. Harry felt in the pocket of his robes and pulled out a chocolate frog, the last one from the box Hermione had given him for Christmas. He gave it to Neville, who looked as though he might cry. You're worth 12 of Malfoy, Harry said. The sorting hat chose you for Gryffindor, didn't it? And where's Malfoy in stinking Slytherin?
0: Okay. <laughs> stinking Slytherin.
2: That was sweet. Yeah, yes. I really like that moment. Yeah. So Neville decided to go to bed after that interaction. And he just gave Harry his chocolate fraud card, seeing as Harry collected them and he did not. It was another Dumbledore. But then Harry shouts, I found Flamel! Yay! remembered. Oh my god. Dumbledore's card read that he was famous with his alchemy work with Nicholas Flamel. This triggered Hermione to run up to her dorm and bring back an enormous book and she states that Nicholas Flamel was the only known
1: maker of the Philosopher's Stone. I'm reading Philosopher's Stone. It's also Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) This is the first mention of Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone in the book. Yeah. And then this is what the text says the
2: ancient study of alchemy is concerned with making the philosopher's stone or sorcerer's stone (laughs) a legendary substance with astonishing power the stone will transform any metal into pure gold it also produces the elixir of life which will make the drinker immortal There have been many reports of the philosopher's sorcerer's stone over centuries, but the only stone currently in existence belongs to Nicholas Flamel, the noted alchemist and opera lover. Mr. Flamel, who celebrated his 665th birthday last year, enjoys a quiet life in Devon with his wife. Wow. Perniel? Don't know if I said that right. Pretty sure I didn't. (laughs)
1: 658. It's her age. They've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So is this something that's like normal in the wizarding world? Do you guys know to live that long? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think that's why it's noted.
2: Yeah. Because okay. he's the only known person to have this stone that kind of keeps him immortal.
0: Yeah. But, but old age is definitely not too uncommon. Just like 600. Yeah. Because Albus is. Can we find that out? Odious at this point. So what I'm going to bring up later is uh, we kind of find out more, a little bit more about Dumbledore with the new Fantastic Beasts movies that have been coming out. And so that is taking place in the 1920s. But I'm pretty sure D- Alice Dumbledore was alive in the 18 like late
1: 1800s. Yeah, they say he was like, born like in 1880.
0: About
1: oh, oh, did they actually give him a birthday? Wait, no. Yeah, was born to Kendra and. Percival Dumbledore in the summer of eighteen eighty one. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Don't read anymore.
1: <laughs> okay. I just exited. It's like eighteen eighty one. Yeah. Potter wiki. Yeah. So just, I-, I know that I know that the sorcerer's stone was what made him like immortal. I just <laughs> wondered if like they would do they all usually like kind of already live pretty old, other than unlike Muggles. the human average. Yeah. Yeah. The Muggle average yeah. Yeah. lifespan.
2: Definitely older. Dumbledore's about Dumbledore should be one hundred and twelve at this point. Okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And he's still pretty lively. Yeah. So they were looking in all the wrong places. They were looking in recent books about current history and not looking at anything older because who would have thought to look at something older than the current stuff? Because who's six hundred years old? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, they basically deduced that obviously Snape would want it. I mean, who wouldn't want wealth and immortality? So now they just needed to keep Snape away from it because, you know, that's the job of 311-year-olds, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the victory of finding out, finding Flamel and finding out Snape's motives quickly wore off as the dread of the coming game crept towards him. On the day of the game, Harry knew that when Ron and Hermione wished him gu- wished him luck, That they weren't even sure if they were going to see him after that, because drama—he was (laughs) Uh, dramatic—and this did not help his nerves. He barely heard Oliver's pep talk, and suddenly it was time for him to grab his broom and face the music. Oliver did pull Harry aside and advised that an early catch of the Snitch would be ideal to keep Snape from favoring Hufflepuff too much. No pressure. Right? (laughs) Just like, catch it fast, please. And Fred shouted out, looking at the pitch, that the entire school was there, including Dumbledore, Ah. which everybody was surprised about, but this actually gave Harry some sudden relief. Yeah. Because Snape can't hurt him in front of Dumbledore. It
1: gave me relief as the reader. I was like, yay. (laughs) He's safe. Which I wonder why Dumbledore never went to the Quidditch matches. I guess he had more important things to do. Yeah, that's true. I thought he did too, but then when they pointed out that he was there and it was like surprising.
2: Yeah. Maybe it just goes to some. I don't know. Mm Yeah. And then as Quidditch games like to do, at least in this book, I feel
0: like they do this. I'm going to pay attention to that now.
2: In the later books, they kind of switch perspective over to Ron and Hermione and they were sitting in the stands with neville ron and hermione got an idea from malfoy from what he did to neville and they had practiced the Leglock curse which is known as locomotor locomotor mortis. mortis and they just they wanted to learn this to help defend harry if needed they also noticed that snape was looking especially mean Malfoy and his goons showed up behind Ron and roughly poked him in the back, just as the teams flew off into the skies. Malfoy continued to attempt to get a rise out of the Gryffindors by insulting Harry and Ron and Hermione, but Ron and Hermione did a good job at ignoring him as they were too focused on keeping an eye on Snape and Harry. But the things Malfoy said did strike a chord with Neville. He turned around and told Malfoy, I'm worth 12 of you. Oh, yes, you are, Neville. Yes. But Malfoy and his goons just laughed at him and continued to bully Neville even more. Rod nearly broke and got mad at Neville. Not Neville. Malfoy. But Harry distracted him by diving (laughs) towards the ground. (laughs) I lost my place. Oh, my God. I'm doing great
1: it's okay well, going I going on th- i don't know i was all over oh, no. the place too it's okay yeah.
2: <laughs> i need to like break up my notes better or something i
1: think that that's i think that's a good idea because i was not doing like uh spaces between where i wanted to read the book and where i wanted as much as i should have because then i would lose my place anyways true yeah yeah so i'll do better at notes i was like i was good when i did my notes i was like oh this is gonna be a good one and then i i start recording and i'm like I don't know how to say words in trance. That's how I feel every time.
2: Okay. Ron nearly broke, but Harry distracted him by diving to the ground, which caused the crowd to gasp. Malfoy made another dig at how poor Ron was, and Ron snapped. He wrestled Malfoy to the ground, and Neville joined in after him. Hermione, on the other hand, was just focused on Harry, and she cheered on Harry as he dived towards Snape. Completely unaware of the fighting going on behind her, she watched as Harry zoomed past Snape, raising his arm. He had caught the snitch, ending the quickest game anyone had, had ever witnessed. Wow. Harry landed on the ground, jumping in celebration when Dumbledore greeted him, congratulated him, but also commended him on not looking for the mirror again. Snape looked bitter as he watched the Gryffindor celebrate on the pitch. And this game... What I find interesting though is like when I remember this game, it's all in Harry's perspective. But when I'm reading it, it's literally
0: not in his perspective at all. You no. Know? And in the book it says it's like a five minute game.
2: Yeah. Like nobody had a chance to even like score. No. It's just like
0: Like you just a gathered fight broke out and Harry caught it. Gathered the school all the way to this Quidditch pitch. They're settling down and then you gotta go all the way back to the castle in five minutes. (laughs) So I want to know if there's like
2: concessions and if anybody was just like in the concessions and like trying to buy food and then. (laughs) The game's over. They're like walking back to their seats and they're just like, wait, why is everyone leaving? Yeah, I missed the entire game.
1: It was a whole five minutes.
2: Still feeling the high of his victory. Later, after everybody had left the pitch, Harry went to put away his broom. But then he saw a figure of Snape walking quickly towards the Forbidden Forest. Harry jumped onto his broom and silently followed Snape above the tree line. When he found Snape, he settled himself in a tree, but Snape was not alone. He was with Quirrell. Mm. Okay, I've got another
0: suspect.
2: Yeah, this is when, like, you double down and be like, Snape is the bad guy. Yeah. Like, Snape does not make a good show for himself right here. T- t- do not know why you wanted t-, t to meet here, of all p-p-places, Severus. Oh, I thought we'd keep things private, said Snape, his voice icy. Students aren't supposed to know about the Philosopher's Sorcerer's Stone, after all. Harry leaned forward, Quirrell was mumbling something, and Snape interrupted him. Have you found out how to get past the Beast of Hagrid's yet? But-but-but Severus, I- You don't want me as your enemy, Quirrell, said Snape, talking to- Taking a step towards him, I, I don't know what you, you know perfectly well what I mean. An owl hooted loudly, and Harry nearly fell out of the tree. He steadied himself in time to hear Snape say, "Your little bit of hocus, po- of hocus pocus, I'm waiting, but but I don't I don't know very well." Snape cut in, "We'll have another little chat soon when you've had time to think things over and decide
1: where your loyalties lie." The way that conversation went though, you were just kind of like it I don't know, kind of thinking towards yeah. what we know now, and thinking yeah, thinking back and what we know now about Quirrell. is just kind of like that conversation is still odd to me, yes,
2: yeah, Snape yeah, doesn't know how to be I don't know not
0: suspicious,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess Harry hurried back to the common room to tell Ron and Hermione. They told him about how Neville attempted to fight Crab and Goyle single-handedly, and he was currently knocked out in the hospital wing. And (laughs) Harry told him, (laughs) you know, poor thing. And Harry told them everything he heard about Snape. So they deduced that there were more than there was more than just Fluffy guarding the stone, and that Quirrell was the biggest thing standing between Snape,
0: Snape, and the stone. Dun dun dun.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And Ron's like. It'll be gone by next Tuesday.
2: Oh, did he say that?
0: Something like that. Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I was doing my notes, I was like, we're doing two chapters? It's a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is a lot.
0: But almost, I I feel like almost every chapter is going to be a lot at this point. Because we're finding out more, they're piecing together the story, and they're on a mission. Which I think we might have said that last episode too. Let's see. My first question was, what are your
1: thoughts on
0: the invisibility cloak working on cats?
1: Well, it seemed like it did because Mrs. Norris didn't notice them, right? Or I guess maybe, well, the book specifically says she took like a long... Like hard or something. Yeah, she probably smelled them.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think they they wonder if it works on Miss Norris, but I honestly thought that you know it's probably just her cat senses and like she could smell that there's something there. Yeah, even if she can't or even see hear it. their
1: footsteps. Yeah,
0: she probably yeah she's better hearing than a normal wizard.
1: Yeah, so she probably couldn't see them, but she definitely knew that someone was in there. She just probably didn't know how to figure out who it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't know how she tells Filch. She must do something to what Filch just understands what she's meaning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to know because this is a lot of obvious like suspect on Snape right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot. It's like the point of the book where they're just like Snape's a bad guy. Snape the- Snape is the bad guy. What were you thinking in this moment? Like I was thinking Snape is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is actually this is we're at the point in the book where you were when we first started this. Oh, that's
1: right. No, uh, no, it was you were- a little bit further. I was in yes. the forest at the end. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At this point, I think that you're just waiting for them to confront Snape. Yeah. Oh, because okay. everything cool. is, like, adding, like, adding up. And you're just like, okay, now Snape is bullying Quirrell. And Snape is wanting to kill Harry. But Dumbledore stopped him because he mm-hmm. showed up at the Quidditch match. Snape was, at first, doing a spell on Harry. At the first Quidditch match, and Snape was seen with the freaking troll walking around, you know. So, all of this is like adding up, and now it's like, okay, at this point, all this information needs to like come together to point, somehow, come together, and they need to confront Snape. That's what I was thinking as a reader was yeah. gonna happen. Okay,
2: I'm gonna pull up my book. So, in regards to your section, Priscilla, yeah. And the mirror of arise or said, I don't know. Oh, I said arise. <laughs> yeah. I I always I, read it as arise, but like the movies said air said.
1: That makes sense. But
2: Because so we don't know fun, how to pronounce anything.
1: That's yeah, why it makes just, sense. <laughs> just add to another of our
2: <laughs> list of words we don't know how to say.
1: Yeah. Laura will be on the
2: list. Like making the list. <laughs> Not Laura, but okay. anyways. So, fun <laughs> fact with the mirror of Arise Arise is actually just desire spelled backwards. Um, so, in regards yeah, so take to that luck. little sentence that we
1: made you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is it backwards? Is it something backwards? Let me go yes. back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I so your book. You guys just <laughs> let me
2: say this? It's a special thing that I like to, like, tell people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, so, one of my best friends, she was my roommate, Becca, she... Is one of the few people that I know that knows the same amount of Harry Potter trivia as me, and she didn't know this when I was living with her. I'm like, yeah, well, Arise is just desired backwards. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm and, like, we were twenty, like twenty two, twenty three at the time, so like we had yeah, known the books. I learned so recently. well. And I'm How like, did yeah. Say it
1: in the movie. Aris said. Yeah. Aris said. Arise just sounds so much better. <laughs> I show no. Are we? Am I reading it backwards? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. I show... Oh, wait. I show not Yes. your face, but your heart's desire. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> <gasps> wow. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's when, like, inscripted. arise, straw, eru, oit, ubi, kafru. That's how <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> Like, what? I thought it was in sort of a spell. That's insane.
2: Yeah, so if you take that sentence and, like, put it against a mirror, then you can read it properly.
1: Wow. There you wow. go. Wow. <laughs> hmm, I'm going to share this with other people, see if they know this.
0: Yeah. I feel like yeah, I just fun.
1: gained a lot of Harry Potter knowledge in that, <laughs> that alone. <laughs> wow. Just Just a fun little... Oof. Like,
2: yeah fun fact like literally it goes nowhere else with the books but it's
0: just fun and some people read it and just it's like, like a little easter egg, egg. yeah it's a little yeah easter egg some people like style. immediately think
2: they're just like oh it's a mirror i need to put this against a mirror i'm like good for you <laughs> i used the internet to teach me that
0: <laughs> uh yeah i can't remember the exact moment when i learned it i i don't I don't know, maybe it was Joni? I feel like I found out on my own, but not by reading it, by, like, finding it online. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it was probably, like, Tumblr for me.
1: Wow. Well, this is very moment for me. (laughs) That's really
0: cool. Um, I was thinking about the Quidditch match, and yes, Oliver was like, we need to end this quick, it needs to be a quick game, so pressure is on you, Harry. Gotta catch the snitch quickly. But I happen to wonder, because they made such a big deal about Dumbledore being there, like, probably had something to do with it, maybe? I don't know. Do you think, like, Dumbledore helped, I don't know, bewitched the
1: snitch to be, like, found early? Just a thought that I've... I, I guess I didn't think about that, but...
0: Yeah.
1: Why, I guess, why would... I mean, he was Gryffindor, right?
0: Yeah, not not to help Gryffindor, but just to protect Harry. Like he was he was yeah. going there to watch Harry, and obviously Snape was refereeing to do the same too. So I ha- I I wonder if Dumbledore was there to watch over um, him and also okay. to kind of like make the game go quick so nothing does happen to Harry. Oh, I don't think okay. so.
2: I don't think Car- I don't think Dumbledore would mess with the the game. The, the game, yeah, the sanctity of like the game itself, which is why he was there. I think, yeah. him being there was enough to know to that keep like, him safe. Yeah. If anything, if something did happen, Dumbledore would catch it before anything intense happened. Yeah. Okay. Quirrell's not gonna throw a freaking killing curse at him. So,
0: <laughs> no. Hope not. Yeah. It was just a thought that came when you were
1: reading your section.
2: No, it's, yeah, that's, like, I never thought about that. That's actually a really good thought. I just feel like Dumbledore's too fair.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that in reference to Dumbledore and Harry. I am I meant to say this when I was reading their interaction, but um, it made me think of uh, Joni's lovely Potter privilege there as well, when mm-hmm. he's like, just uh, put your invisibility cloak back on and uh, go to bed. And just forget what you saw, pretty much. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, if this was anyone else. But I guess we do find out later that obviously the invisibility cloak was given to Harry by Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Part
2: of me feels like if another student had come across like Harry did, that Dumbledore would probably actually treat them pretty similarly.
0: Yeah. I don't see Dumbledore as being, uh, I don't know if strict is the right word, but like, I feel like he's just always there for anyone. Yeah. And to just kind of teach them. I don't know. He has some kind of like power that like he doesn't have to yell at you for you to like know that you shouldn't do that again if you're doing something wrong. right.
1: Yeah. To yeah. the point. He is kind wow. of like this respected sort of doesn't have to speak figure in Hogwarts.
0: Yeah. Unlike yeah. Snape who would love to yell at you, would love to take points from you and just like yeah. scare you. And then even McGonagall, like, she's super stern and she will take points as well. Um, Right. she will, like, report this to Dumbledore or report this to someone. I guess because Dumbledore can't really report it to
1: anyone, to
0: himself. True.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess um, that kind of shows the different side of Dumbledore from Mm -hmm. all the other, I guess, professors. Yeah. But we also don't really see Dumbledore interact
2: with anybody besides Harry. Yeah. So we, uh, we don't really know. I just can't imagine him being, like, taking away points and, like, go to bed. Like You shouldn't be out here. And plus, I feel like Dumbledore knew. He knew immediately, like, because when he greeted him, he's like, oh, you're back again.
1: Yeah. And he knew.
2: I want to know how he knew all of that. So he knew the first time. So the only time
0: he came back was when Harry kept on coming back. Yeah. Well, he did tell Harry that he doesn't have to have a cloak to be invisible. So I don't know if he just wanders the hall
1: and like on oh, the daily. Oh, that could be. Yeah, maybe he wanders like while he's invisible. Notice Harry mm-hmm. go in and then maybe realize he would come back. Okay. Question, Joni.
2: Yeah. So would you want
0: the stone if that was a thing? Ew. I mean, I like the part where it can turn the metal into gold. But, I feel like the power to like live forever, I don't know, I don't know, but I mean, does not that, that mean I want you
2: have to use it? You would have to obtain i mean metal's not hard to find, like enough metal to turn it to gold to make it worth it, Because mm-hmm. that that was the that would be the only thing that I would want it is just for like, oh, make my bank account like <laughs> comfy and then give it to wherever.
0: True. And if you're planning on living forever, then you'll need a lot of lot of metal and gold.
1: I don't care about living forever. No. I just want to. Well, can comfort. you do one or the other? I think you can do or both. Is it is it like if you get the stone, you're gonna live forever and you can turn metal into gold.
2: Well, the stone is how you make the elixir of life. Oh, okay. So That's
1: right. You just wouldn't use that portion of it.
2: Yeah, you just wouldn't use it to make the elixir of life, just use it to turn stuff to gold.
1: Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't care much for living forever. I don't know. I just feel like that's just a lot of a lot of time. I guess Nicholas Famel had his wife also live forever. It seems like yeah. So I guess thinking like, okay, if I me and Phil can live forever, maybe. But it's just like one of those things where you're just like, do you really want to see all of that for six hundred years? Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a lot to me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Tough question, but definitely the gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely the gold. That's 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 an easy one for me. And I feel like I could scrounge up the metal if I really need. That's true. Um, as far as characters we
0: meet, do we meet any anyone new? I know I wrote that Harry himself meets Dumbledore for the first time, and we see yeah. their interaction for the first time. But I don't i don't think we met anyone new
2: no
0: um which we probably met everyone we're going to at this point yeah yeah i don't think we've met
1: anyone new
0: and as far as harry meeting dumbledore i feel like he was very like i'd be really intimidated and like shy but that's just me in front of dumbledore for the first time and harry was like oh you're here what do you see in the mirror (laughs) I know, what a bossy question ask to ask the him. Most personal question. I right? know. To Harry, he's this powerful sorcerer that's also the headmaster of Hogwarts. He's like this
1: very important wizard and he just like, you know, talks to him casually. Yeah, I would definitely be intimidated. I probably wouldn't know what to say to Dumbledore if I if I were them. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, "I'm sorry. I'll go <laughs> I'm now. leaving. Right now. And I wouldn't be able to sleep thinking oh, yeah. that I was oh, going yeah. to be gone the next day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would
2: keep me up too. I'd never make eye contact with him. <laughs> <Ever again.
1: laughs> Nothing happened.
0: Okay, most valuable
1: wizard MVW. Ooh,
2: my vote goes to Neville. Oh. He just had good moments in this one. Yeah, he had more At
1: moments my finally.
0: Section. Yeah,
2: he, he did. He, he got brave and got knocked out. But he I'm got worth brave.
1: twelve of you, mouthboy. Yes. <laughs> And he helped Harry figure out find who... Flamel. Or find Flamel, yeah. That's a good one. I think I would agree with that one. I really enjoyed Harry in the moment that he kind of made Neville feel better. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was
0: really sweet.
1: That was a good uh, wizard-to-wizard
0: moment. And most magical moment. I liked Harry seeing his family. I don't know how magical that is. I guess the magic of the mirror...
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too.
1: I think that just as a reader, you just really feel that moment. I mean, you even said listening to the uh the uh, audiobook. audiobook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've also felt it through um what's his name? Jim, Jim Bam- Dale's Dale. boy. Yeah. I, I I remembered it as soon as I asked for his <laughs> name. So I feel really feel like that just entire moment of him first like realizing I guess I don't know if magical is a word, but it really is a moment where you're just kind of like, wow, like this, you know, this boy is feeling all of the feels for not meeting his family to seeing them in a mirror where he can't really interact with them other than what his heart really is seeing.
0: Yeah. And he's just been, I don't, I don't think the Dursley's ever showed him pictures of his parents. So now he finally like, he's been imagining them
1: in his head all these years and now he finally gets to see what they look like yeah and he notices he's like oh this man has his hair flipped in the back just like i do and yeah this woman has the shape of my eyes and i thought that was all really cool it's a really um magical moment i also think that when he puts on the invisibility cloak for the first time is really cool yeah.
2: Yeah. I think Harry also just experiencing like his first Christmas. Christmas. Like he got presents. Oh, yeah. He did. He got a Weasley sweater. He got a yeah, sweater. Yeah. That's really like, nice.
1: Yeah. That's a good he one. I never really got to celebrate it before. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We had full of magical moments in this section.
1: Yeah. This is a good one. Some special moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this week. If you would like to stay connected outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you on our socials. We are on Instagram and Facebook at UnveilingTheMagic. And we're also on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. Mm-hmm. Go so, send us comments. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: Definitely follow us on Twitter because maybe we said this last time, but we only have two Twitter followers, and that consists of Laura and Joni.
1: <laughs> oh, my Not gosh. Not even I don't,
0: Priscilla. Oh,
1: my God. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. I will be more active on Twitter Wow. Let's all follow our Twitter page at the same time (laughs) along with Priscilla. (laughs) I will follow literally right now. I'm going to go follow right now as soon as we stop recording. I'm not. I don't blame you. I know you don't use Twitter, so. I don't. I'm sorry, but I will now. (laughs) And let us know what you thought of this week's episode, of the past week's episodes. We would love to interact more with you all there. I know or we know that you can't really talk to us through the podcast Mm -hmm. so that's definitely the way that we can keep in touch and we're
0: we're throwing around ideas to try and get you guys involved so we're working on stuff yeah Yeah.
2: but in the meantime you can always comment either on our facebook posts from that week or our instagram posts Mm -hmm. from that week whatever you use just like send us a comment there um one of us we're all logged in to both of them So just kind of send us a message there and we'll – one of us will reply. Yes. We'll be sure to, like, comment who's replying
1: so that you know who you're talking to. Yes. All right, guys. Well, until next time.
0: Mischief managed.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, so let's get into it. Thank you. Uh, what? <laughs> You're
0: welcome. <laughs> ah. Okay, say it again. This I'm so chapter, got... I'm sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was literally laughing because I literally just told Laura and she said, wait, what'd you say after she agreed with me? Okay, I got that out of my system. Continue.
0: I told you. Memory of a fish. I don't even know if that's a saying. Dory yes oh yeah okay anyways
2: what are you doing that's not being recorded <laughs> are you
0: going to bed are you going not to bed? a video pup kiss
2: malfoy said neville shakily hey i wait, met him outside wait,
0: hey wait till kurt is done making noise because i can't edit your background while you're talking. just get it
2: <laughs> we, we're not like no one's gonna see you sorry about that
1: laura's I'm like, like wait <laughs>